This wailing and grinding of teeth reminds me of a dental appointment I have on Tuesday. <laughs> all of us who have been through the seminary uh, did something we, they used to call field education. And all five of the ones here are doing that, some at RCIA on, Tuesday, on Thursday, and then two of them are here uh, doing religious ed with Patty, and then, uh, and then our deacon. And some of them are better than others, you know. Uh, but <laughs> it's like life. You, you learn what you can. I, I, I won't go into what I did, but uh, one time, one of my jobs was to visit the mentally ill for one year. That was very interesting at Damish, which is no longer here. And also, one year of just visiting people that were sick, the ill, the, the terminally ill. And one, a man that I met, uh, we got to be pretty good friends, and he was dying, and he, 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 I was still a seminarian. I remember him getting out his, his uh, kind of financial thing, and he said, I want to show you what is not working for me anymore. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, these are my investments. He didn't go into how much was in there, but he said he, gave, he had them all in little file folders in this kind of box thing. He said, here's my home. It's worth uh, three-quarter million dollars. That was... 25 years ago, and stocks, bonds, CDs, you know, when that was a good investment, not now, and bank accounts, and I don't know what else was in there. It's worth a couple million dollars. And he said, you know, I can't buy health, and I wish I'd done something a little better with this for others. It was kind of a something he thought I might find useful going forward. And, of course, he's been gone many years now. His home belonged to someone else, and the investments have passed to others. But what is it that lasts? You know, Christ gives us really good insight here that while we're, while we're doing the best with our lives, because we need to do that in this world, we're also investing with Christ. Something in our portfolio, so to speak, that that investment which pays forever. And Christ tells us how easy it is to do this. He uses this example of this landlord who sets everything up, a garden, the earth, and then he hires tenants. One tenant after the other comes and goes. They don't see the landlord. Uh, he doesn't come and ask for his rent check for a while. But when he does come, he expects that we have done something with the talents we were given. And then others come and take our place. To know that there is a landlord is a great piece of insight. So he commends those who have made something with the talents that they were given. And so we have to ask ourselves, how do we get rich for ourselves and in the sight of God? Because that's what life is all about. He's, Christ is not ashamed to tell us that he wants us to get rich, but to get rich in a way that lasts. Who we become, how we've affected people's lives. Was I obedient to God? I was thinking about, some of you may remember the St. Vincent de Paul thing that used to be out here. It was a big, ugly white uh, container thing, and then next to it was a newspaper bin, and we put up with both of those, though they were kind of eyesores, because they did good for people, and the, the stores closed, so we, the, it's all gone now, and recycling of newspapers isn't a moneymaker anymore. But what used to happen is you'd come out there, and sometime around in the middle of the night, these mattresses would show up, under the truck 
And, of course, we couldn't use them. And I, people, maybe they thought they were doing someone a favor by dropping these things off. Can you imagine on the last day of your life, you meet Christ, and he says, I want to thank you for all you've done for me. Thank you for this mattress you gave me. I'm going to give you one just like it for all eternity. <laughs> or maybe for, maybe for a while until you, with a spring, you know, <laughs> to remind you of, of your love for me. Um, what we give our Lord is what we receive. What we give to others is what we receive. Uh, shopping at um, Costco this week, and it's always stressful that as you get close to Christmas, that was the last time before the New Year for me. But there were a couple of people that looked absolutely miserable. A uh, lady thought I was cutting in front of her in line. I wasn't. I was looking for something. I got the dirtiest look. I thought she was Medusa, you know. <laughs> I thought, yeah, there's a challenge for somebody's Christianity. But it's in those kind of situations that we can glorify God by not returning that dirty look, you know. And it's small things that make the difference, but we're investing with God, with our time, by coming to church on Sunday and hearing what God has to say for our lives. We come back blessed with insight for the whole of our lives if we hold on to it. Um, you know, the wise woman, in with that, that first reading, that woman represents wisdom. That's what that is, the wisdom woman that's not really about a wife. What, am I a wise investor? What does Christ ask of me? We, uh, some years ago, we have, I belong to a priest fraternity, and we used to meet once a month, now we meet about once every two months. A number of us went back to Larchmont, New York, for a retreat with Father Bennett Rochelle uh, of Happy Memories, passed on now. So we did that for about five days, and then we went to New York City and kind of dinked around for a few days. I've been there a number of times, so I, we kind of knew what to do. So one thing we did was we took the double-decker bus with the tourists. We were on the upper story, you know, the upper side, with a nice breeze and stuff. And, and um, I have to say, one of the Thai things that I've supported over the years, in addition to my church, is the Savior Society for the Blind, probably because my eyes aren't too good. But it's, they have a low overhead, so you've got to check out your charities. So I, we, we passed by Wall Street and, and all that stuff, and the big bull, uh, uh, um, whatever that thing is that's out in front. And uh, there's a lot of bull on the inside, too, but we won't go into that. But, uh, maybe not. Um, anyway, we're, we're going along, and I happen to look down, and there is a little storefront, the Xavier Society for the Blind. I happen to notice it. And I heard the Lord say to me in my heart, there's, there's your investment. Right there. I knew it was the, I knew it was the Lord because I had a clue where that place was. Forgot it was in New York, but there it was. I said, yeah, you know, that's, that's the most value, one of the most valuable things in my own life. And it was some years later, somebody came in here who was blind, a visitor, and they had, I saw she had a Braille missile. I said, oh, that's really interesting. Where did you get that? And she said, well, they're very expensive. I can't afford it, but there's a little group that you probably never heard of, the Xavier Society of the Blind, and they gave it to me. And I thought, I didn't say this, but I gave it to her. See, when we invest in something, we're stockholders. You can't do everything, but 
Well, be surprised at the last day of your life when Christ thanks you for something you didn't even know you did. You know, when you contribute here, for example, last week we, we bought this program called Formed, and I'm happy to say quite a few of you have logged in and taken advantage of that. It's amazing stuff on that website. Movies alone are worth it. It's, and it's free to you, but that's supported by tithes. And so all of us who've given here, we all have a share in those lives which have been enriched and possibly come alive in their faith because of something they see on that. And you share in the benefits for all eternity. So that's why it's good to be a wise investor because we know that God uh, is encouraging us to make money to trade with what we have. Now, the gospel, the, the, the star of that story is the guy that puts his money in the ground. What does he do that for? In the Middle East, our trip to Jordan, it was very interesting because the guide was saying that, you know, the banks are not good here. You put your money in a bank, if it fails, the government doesn't cover you. You've lost your money. He said, so people put their money in the ground. I'm thinking, God, that's really biblical. 2,100 years later, and people are still putting their money in the ground in the Middle East. And so he was saying that's the safest place for it. And then they cover it up so only they know. And you have these other stories in the Bible about a guy that digs and finds buried treasure. This is, it was a very real situation. But this man is justifying his lack of, of, of fruitfulness in his life by saying, you are a hard, you're a hard master. I didn't trust you. I didn't like you. So... I'm doing you a favor by giving this back to you. I didn't steal it. It's like we come before God and say, thank you for my life. I spent it. Here you are. Here it is back. And the landlord says, I expected you to produce something. That was what life was about. What did you do with your life? And this, this man did nothing except for himself. And this is why he's condemned. He might have thought with resentment, this guy gave me only one talent. Look at the guy that has ten. I've been cheated. I'm going to do nothing with it. But Christ doesn't grade on the. He doesn't grade that way. He grades on the curve. It's like, just do what you can with what you have. Christ knows you don't have enough. All of us are struggling with our lives. We give God what we can in the present moment. That's all He asks. The best way to tithe, I found, is there are two kinds of giving. One is spontaneous giving. We're not expecting to do it. Something will come up, like the giving tree. If you don't know that's coming, pick one off. You'll never know what child got it, but Christ is the one that receives it. That's one kind. The other is planned giving. And the best way to do it, I think, is to take a certain percentage. You look at your income uh, for the year. The IRS helps you out with this, doesn't it? So you kind of look at that, um, one line or the other, and take a certain percent that you prayed about with your family and God and stick with that and divide that up some, you know, to your church and then other things. And you add up what it is that, how much you're giving, basically. And that's the way we do it. Uh, it, it always pays off. It, I sometimes think, I've said this before, with, in supporting that, that charity for the blind, uh, when I lost my retina completely um, about seven years ago, I now have 20-20 vision, which is somewhat rare. I wonder if there's a connection between the two. But the real vision is not sight, it's insight. And we gain insight from God 
while the people around us don't know, have a clue what life's about and they're just accumulating nonsense that gets all put back in the box. We're investing, in addition to this world, for the world to come. That's what's so exciting is that we know what, what God expects of us. And the challenge is he expects us to use the, the knowledge and the talents that we've been given. So we just thank God for his insight in our lives and pray that we will invest wisely and with him as well.